You are listening to Propelling, a micro drones podcast. All right, welcome to the latest episode of Propelling, a podcast by Micro Drones. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern, and joining me is Rick Rahel. He's the sales manager for the U.S. West region for Micro Drones. Rick, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, man. Great. You're welcome. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to get a chance to talk to you. And today we're taking uh, a chance to talk about the ways that drones are really changing the construction industry, specifically the way that data is collected on construction sites. We're going to uh, zoom out a little bit and be a little bit more broad than that, but we're going to talk a little bit uh, specifically about data today. And Rick, I wanted to just start off by asking how long drones have really been around and been used in the construction industry, because as far as my knowledge goes, this is a relatively new thing. Sure. So when we speak about it in being a relatively new thing, it is a relatively new thing in the United States. Um, so we've only seen drones being implemented in organizations, specifically in the construction industry, in just the last couple of years. And a lot of those who've been implementing it for the last couple of years uh, were front runners in bringing that technology into the organization. Now, most of that has to do with the FAA regulations that were placed on commercial drone usage in the United States. However, in a lot of the countries throughout the world, um, specifically Europe, some of those regulations for using drones in a commercial manner were much more lax, and they've been utilizing this solution for longer than we've seen in the U.S. So with this being a relatively new thing here in the United States, uh, you've gotten to see, I would guess, the, the entirety of the impact that it's had so far. So how do you see drones really changing the construction industry as it's been up until this point? So what we're seeing with drones in the construction industry, and just kind of give you something that I always hear, and I'm probably going to repeat it a couple times here, is that there's never a lack of interest or ideas of what can be done with drones. As people see different applications being used by different organizations that have helped them to be more efficient, to um, safely collect the same type of data and do it with maybe less personnel, um, or like I said, that lower cost, you're going to see organizations bringing it on. Specific to the construction industry is what we're really going to see is just more drones being on sites in the future. Um, some of the traditional tasks that were being done, specific to volumetrics being how much earth they're going to be moving, progress tracking, um, creating those survey maps with traditional methods. Drones are helping to add an additional piece as an, an additional tool for organizations who want to do that more efficiently. And in addition to what I just mentioned, you're going to start seeing um, aerial photos, which make it really great for progress traction. They're going to be able to do inspection of equipment or structures on site. So looking ahead, what we're really going to see is that drones are going to be implemented into multiple stages of the job site to help those organizations gather data ultimately more accurate and efficiently than some of the traditional methods. Yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to hit on, actually. So you took me right where I wanted to go. I wanted to kind of dive into the cost savings aspect of this because it really does seem that drones are increasing efficiency and with better data that is available, then you're allowing companies to operate at a higher efficiency and then save money on projects, which uh, is definitely a bonus, I would say. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. And to point at one specific example, Microdrones recently hosted a webinar with one of our clients called Craft and Toll out of Oklahoma and Arkansas. And people who are interested in referencing that can go to the Microdrones website under news and find that webinar. But what they were able to share with clients interested in bringing on UAV technology is a project they had done, a corridor mapping project covering roughly 750 acres over the course of seven miles. And when they compared what they were able to gather in the time on site with the UAV technology compared to how they would have done it with traditional methods, they showed cost savings of roughly 60%, which is huge. Uh, that's tens of thousands of dollars for organizations, which means that Craft and Toll can, one, pass that savings directly onto the client to make them more competitive um, to basically outbid anybody else who's not using UAV technology to ensure the success of their organization. Or two, they can add it to their bottom line to ensure that they're actually creating a bigger profit margin than they normally would have. Absolutely. And we're talking about, you know, saving money. And one thing that you you can't uh, put a price tag on is, is human lives. So is there a safety aspect to this as well, utilizing drones and, and UAVs for something that uh, otherwise might have uh, been a risky job or something like that for people in the past? Yes. So what we're seeing in the ability specifically for site monitoring and progress tracking is the ability for construction organizations to potentially identify risks sooner than they normally would to prevent um, those safety concerns or a higher cost associated with that safety concern getting um, ultimately becoming much bigger than it, it would have because they're able to identify it much sooner. In addition, something we talk about for increased safety on the, the job site would be the conditions that um, people may be working in. So with volumetrics, what you've heard in the past, the traditional methods, uh, you'd have a surveyor or a surveyor uh, member of the crew going out and simply climbing a big pile of, of earth to get his GPS to the top of it to be able to start doing those measurements. Well, this is going to ensure that, that somebody doesn't need to climb that treacherous terrain. They have the ability to simply fly a drone over the top of it. Yeah, that makes uh, a lot of sense and uh, it seems to be a much safer way of doing things, I would have to imagine, and also save somebody the, the, the time that it would take to do something like that. So that makes a lot of sense. So what kind of data is, is being collected and what kind of data uh, can these drones collect? And I think we mentioned it a little bit earlier, but how are they improving, improving efficiency throughout the entirety of a project? So what we're seeing as far as improving the efficiency through the entirety of the project is um, ultimately they're able to collect the data faster than they would with traditional methods and make sure that they have more eyes upon it. There's also some additional things that they wouldn't be able to do with traditional methods, such as you mentioned with um, you know a live video feed being done from the air, aerial photos. There is always the option for having organizations do manned aircraft flights to provide them with photogrammetry or LIDAR data, depending on what they were using. But if you've ever heard any organization talk about that, it's usually tens of thousands of dollars. Well, they can have then a solution in-house where they're able to do that much quicker and be able to repeat it over and over without that incurring that cost again and again. And some of those final deliverables we're looking at, of course, is volumetrics, uh, organizations looking for cut and fill, how much earth they have to move onto a site, being able to generate that ortho mosaic or a geo-referenced large photo of the site, being able to um, and then generate the 3D digital surface model so that they can then look at contours or begin line work uh, for additional construction. 
So you mentioned earlier just that there's no, almost no limit to the applications and to the, the creative ways that people think of being able to use drones and, and that sort of thing. But we, we've kind of seen a, seen a trend across a lot of different industries where there's an emerging technology and people think, oh, I, I have to have that without formulating any plan for how to actually implement it or effectively use it. Uh, so is that something that you've seen? And how can micro drones really step in and, and help people that are in that sort of, uh, that have gotten into that sort of situation. Yes, that is definitely something we've seen. And what usually happens in that is that the biggest challenge is getting the clients to recognize exactly what they're trying to accomplish and understand the requirements. Now, pairing that also with the realistic expectations of resources needed to implement a UAV solution or program into their organization and be successful. What you're seeing is that a lot of times, as you had kind of mentioned, people see a new technology, say, oh, I want that. Purchasing the drone and flying the drone is the easiest part of the equation. There's additional resources that need to be allocated to ensure an organization can be successful in moving forward. Otherwise, that potential drone or solution is going to sit there and just collect dust, and it's going to create a real sour flavor in their mouth for uh, management or leadership that doesn't see that investment being utilized. So what's important for organizations looking to bring UAV solutions and technology in in house is that they need to partner with a manufacturer who understands those challenges, understands the realistic expectations for allocation of resources and can support them in being successful. And that's where micro drones can shine and really be a great partner for these organizations. Right. And I think similarly, people people kind of uh, think the same thing about data, right? Data is kind of a big word, data and analytics, and uh, people want to be able to collect data and use it effectively and efficiently. But sometimes you just get piles of data and there's almost data paralysis where you're not entirely sure what to do with it once you have it. And micro drones is also able to come come along and really um, utilize their experience um, to be able to provide the right tools in that in that kind of environment as well. Yes, uh, micro drones can do that. Micro drones has experience in data processing to get to those final deliverables that help the client make actionable decisions on to move their organization or project in the right direction. But the biggest piece here too is is understanding how to efficiently collect the data. So there's a phrase that you'll hear throughout the UAV industry, especially in data processing. It's garbage in, garbage out. If you're not setting up correctly to gather good data, you're not going to have a good final deliverable. Um, that garbage coming in is only going to produce garbage coming out in your final deliverable. And that's where Microdrones has a lot of expertise in being able to train and support our clients to ensure from beginning of the workflow where they're looking at the right solution, they're understanding their applications and requirements, all the way to um, ground setup, mission ex execution, and post-processing of the data. Those are all very important parts in the workflow to be able to gather good data that they can use to make decisions moving forward. What are some of the other potential challenges that are associated with using a UAV that maybe uh, people don't consider or, or understand if they don't have the, the level of experience that you guys do, the, the level of know-how? What are some of the other things people need to be watching for that are potential pitfalls there? Sure. So when I talk to people looking at UAV solutions, and I'll, I'll start specifically talking about UAV solutions, they may see something that looks cool. 
um, or may fit the application because of the sensor that's on it. So when I talk to people about UAV solutions, I always make a few recommendations. When you're looking at a drone, first you wanna look at the airframe and say, okay, how robust is my airframe? Is it going to be able to handle higher winds? Can it handle inclement weather? Can it handle a broad temperature range? Two, you then wanna look at the sensor attached to the drone. Specifically for mapping, you'll see just a, a camera pointed downwards. So you're gonna be looking at, okay, well, how, uh, what's the resolution of that camera? How good is it? Do I have the ability to upgrade and grow with the solution? Or can I attach different payloads? That's a big benefit of being able to have one airframe that can meet multiple applications, opposed to having a drone for this, a drone for that, and, and a drone for what else. So once you've identified what you're potentially going to be doing and the applications you may want to grow into, then you can start locking in on an airframe and, and a, a manufacturer that can help support that airframe and provide you with additional options as commercial sensors hit the market. The next piece of resources people really need to be aware of is that you need personnel in-house um, or within your organization dedicated to the operation of the UAV, not specifically just for flight, but for the operational workflow, for setting up the site prior to, to, to execution of the mission, for actually flying the drone, and dedicated for post-processing. In addition, you're going to be looking at resources on equipment side, such as you know a base station or ground control targets within the mission execution. You're going to need a computer that's uh, resource heavy that has the ability to process large amounts of data for you. And then you're going to, like I said, once again, need the personnel dedicated to it and somebody who has an understanding of that photogrammetry uh, workflow or some of the more advanced solutions like LiDAR. You can let me know if this is a fair statement or not, but I believe that you would suggest that there is a return on investment of using UAV technology for sure, just in terms of creating that efficiency and saving money. But there are considerations on the front end that companies need to know about and think about before they fully dive in. And it, it kind of requires some expertise like what Microdrones is able to provide. Exactly. Yes, there, there is other considerations prior to just purchasing the drone, um, as I mentioned, and having a manufacturer that can help support and train on those pieces, as well as set realistic expectations and help with a business case to maybe um, make the case to management or leadership that this is something that can be efficient. And, and here's why is, is something that micro drones can definitely help with. Can you walk me through that conversation that you would have with somebody that maybe walks in and, and you're, you're kind of having that introductory conversation with them about uh, using UAV technology? What does that what does that conversation look like and how do you assess what their particular needs are so that you can make sure that you tailor a solution that works best for them? So usually when I start a conversation with somebody who has no experience in using UAVs or they don't have a solution in-house where they're already collecting data, um, first of all, I'm always curious to see how they heard about us. Um, secondly, from there, I, I talk to them about what they want to do. You know, what's their idea of successfully implementing a UAV solution and what are the applications? And then we talk about, you know, how they're currently meeting that need, maybe with traditional methods or with their survey crew, what their requirements are for accuracy. And then, um, you know, there's always conversations around time frame for implementation and budget. But I always like to make it very clear, as I had mentioned in, in response to a previous question you had, is that first you want to take a look at the solutions and have those considerations over the airframe, 
the sensor that's currently integrated onto that and the ability for upgrading that as new sensors come available. Because you don't want to get into a rut where maybe you're having to purchase a new piece of, of technology every one or two years to meet your UAV solution needs because what you purchased is now outdated 48 you know, months later or, or 36 months later or even 12 months later, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned payloads earlier, and I'm curious just what payloads are being used and, and why are those the ones that are, that are being used at the moment? Specifically for mapping and surveying, what you're going to see um, the majority of the payloads, and, and basically all of them, but I, I say a majority is just a camera pointed downwards because it's not considered an advanced mapping solution at that at that point. Um, a camera pointed downwards on a nadir mount, maybe gravity fed, that ensures that the camera stays pointed downwards while uh, the drone may be moving, you know, whether it's compensating for wind or making a turn on one of its flight lines. Uh, that's what you're going to see for standard mapping and surveying. That also extends to the advanced solutions, um, such as a direct georeferencing technology or, you know, LIDAR, where you're still having that sensor pointed down at the ground. That was kind of the beginning of drone usage, and now you're starting to see a lot more applications come into play. And as I mentioned, there's never a lack of interest or ideas, but some of the ones that microdrones can focus on is oblique imagery and live video for inspection, um, as well as progress tracking applications. Uh, we do thermal imaging, we do multispectral imaging, we do a methane gas detection solution, um, to, to name a few. Right now we have about seven different payloads commercially available for our solutions that are all interchangeable in the field. So we have solutions um, where our clients have been utilizing them for many, many years with nothing but just preventive maintenance checks in the event we produce a new um, payload with a new commercially available sensor, we ensure that our clients have the ability to potentially either update their equipment or incorporate it onto their existing platform. So in that case, none of the old airframes are considered obsolete. We have the ability to update them and ensure that our clients can continue moving forward with the solutions that they've known to work. So it sounds like there are a lot of exciting developments going on just in the world of drones and construction. Where do you see this thing headed in the future? What, what uh, developments potentially coming down the pipeline are exciting to you that you uh, are maybe kind of waiting to see how they go? For developments, um, I would actually say it would be more of the integration of UAV solutions into many organizations. Even though UAV solutions have been available here for the last few years in the U.S., right now we're kind of on a tipping point where there's been a lot of organizations who have been steadily researching the solutions for um, a year or more, but are really waiting for somebody else to step up and say, this is how we've been doing it. We've been successful. Um, we've been repeatable in our efficiencies and accuracies over time. And right now, that's where a place we're getting to. And a lot of those organizations are stepping up and see, see how we've done it. We've done it well, and we've done it effectively. So right now, the tipping point is going to be all these other organizations that have been waiting for those signs and are going to start to implement UAV solutions. So what that means in the construction industry is that you're going to see drones out there flying these construction sites at all different parts of the, the job site organization and at, at different key points of development along the way. 
Well, it sounds like it's an exciting time to be involved in the world of UAVs and drones, and uh, it's it's exciting and encouraging to know that there are people like Rick Rahill and Micro Drones that are leading the charge and able to provide guidance through the industry. So, Rick, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, and Amin, and we'll, uh, we'll have to do it again in the future. Great. I appreciate it, Tyler. Thank you very much. Propelling, a Micro Drones podcast.